This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Forever. Dog. Rose and Jamie are two best friends, and they love sex and the city, and they couldn't help but wonder, do you love it too? Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, Charlotte, Cosmos, Cheese, so many dudes, every single dude, all the dudes, and we couldn't help but wonder, with Jamie Lee and Rose Cerno. I'm Jamie Lee. And I'm Rose Cerno. And this is Couldn't Help But Wonder, a podcast where we talk about sex and the city and how it relates to to us. Oh my God, it's great to be here. How are you? I'm happy to see you. I'm so thrilled to see you. Jamie and I, this podcast is really important to us because this this is the only time we see each other. Yeah. I'm thrilled and a half to see you. Thrilled and a half to see you. And um, who who are you right now? Great question. You know, it's kind of hard when I feel happy and balanced because then I don't relate to. <laughs> a- <laughs> because then I don't relate. To- that is hard. Well, then I don't relate to any of the characters because they're all in like constant crisis. Yeah. Well, they have their moments. I mean, who seems happy and balanced? Well, Samantha. Does she? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I had to choose right now, yeah, I'd say Samantha's like the the least affected by her circumstances and surroundings. Yeah, like, I mean, just to be truthful, uh, listeners of the pod, you've heard me cry about fertility. I've been stressed. Things are freaking good. So yeah. I'm happy in my relationship. I'm happy at work. I'm happy with myself, dare I say. Oh, shit. So I don't know if any <laughs> of the women are... Rose, are you in there? <laughs> I know. <laughs> What's happening? I, I, it's really awkward. You're drinking boxed water. I know. You're thriving. But I will say, after seeing this episode, I guess if I had to choose one of the women that I relate to, I would choose Miranda, because not to get ahead of things, but I do... Uh, my boyfriend. Has, ah! Oh, I know. Can you believe it? He called me his girlfriend. Oh shit! This last weekend, and it was so cute. And my boyfriend. I know. It's actually Ooh. funny because in the beginning, it, everything feels so like, oh my god, <gasps> boyfriend. But he has a really crazy schedule, like Miranda and Steve. Like Steve and Miranda have opposite schedules. Yes. 
And in this episode that we're going to get to shortly. Yeah. Yes. And Lee and I don't have opposite schedules. His schedule's just fucking gnarly. So our time together is precious like it is with them. So I guess I could relate to her in that sense. Okay. But one thing that's good about us, I think, is like we don't really see each other during the week. We really just see each other during the weekend. And obviously I like that. You know, it's kind of nice. I yeah, mean, I guess if I had my juicy. druthers, like but we both have a lot going on, and then when we see each other on the weekend, it's like this really like precious, special time. Yeah, I love the idea of just like a a weekend a lover, two day buddy. <laughs> and yeah. then during the week, I can sit on the couch, watch my program. I also say two day, not three day. I'm thinking Friday. I'm treating it like a school week. Friday, you still go to school on Friday. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it two works. and a half. It works. Sunday's homework. We don't got a lot of time. Really, just Saturday. <laughs> yeah, we really pack it in. And also, like, I'm a planzilla and he's not. So I like plan what we do. So this weekend, we're going to go to the farmer's market, buy a bunch of food, and then make a delicious meal. And then Oof, probably make a meal out nice. of each other, if we're yeah. being honest. Snack on daddy. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I am very tired. We're going to start with some fresh blueberries uh, and end with dick. Okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get some Also, some he's starting to off. listen to this. Oh, my God. Shout out to Lee. Hey, Lee. How are you feeling, Lee? You know what's also Send crazy? Us your thoughts. You know what's crazy is the last Comments episode. Comments and questions. I said on in the intro that we were falling in love, but we haven't said it out loud. But oh he's going to hear it on Tuesday. Oh my god, that is some 2019 shit. That I is know, a modern problem. He already knows. It's fine. Mm. Jamie, who are you this week? Mm-hmm. Um, besides being a very dehydrated woman, I keep taking sips. Um, Stop drinking water, you I know. bitch. Oh, god. Suck. Um, <laughs> you friggin' suck. I fucking suck. Um, my dry mouth. Um, this week, I, I don't know. I guess I was a Miranda, but in a very different capacity. Miranda, I feel like um, she loves, like, well, it kind of pertains to her schedule. You know, she has a day job, and I feel like she really values her sort of like nighttime and weekend rituals of just like alone time and like catching up on her shows. And I've been very. When I'm not working, I am on my couch. Like the moment I get home, I'm on my couch. Yesterday, I got home at 4.30. Granted, I was doing emails on the couch until like 8.30. But I was just like there and I was watching shows. And I'm just kind of this like vegetable person. I have not been very social outside of this podcast, obviously. And um, yeah, I'm just feeling like... Are you okay with it? Are you burnt out? Are you I'm okay? I'm okay right now because there's really no other choice. I just don't. I'm going to see. I have like plans this weekend, which I'm happy about. Let's see if I actually go to them. You I should could do them if you well, can. I could see myself canceling. I'm already dreading. Is it a friend? Or- yeah. Yeah. Is it me? It's going to, it's not you. How I, how, are I you, was invited to a party and I'm like, oh, that sounds really fun. And now I'm like, oh God, it's coming up. Like, I'm not in that zone of like, I can't wait to, um, I have a, yes, I'm please. raising my hand You right are now. raising your hand. Uh, yes. Permission to give unsolicited advice that you didn't ask for. Yeah, please. It may be more relaxing for you mm-hmm. if you've been balls to the wall in this intense work environment, either yeah. working or by yourself, to socialize on a more one-on-one scale with a good friend and just like having a glass of wine and catching right. up versus like going to a full ass party. Yeah, or I've not, thought about this. Maybe no, I'm you wrong. might be right. I mean, I did go to a full ass party last weekend for one hour, and it was a great hour. Oh, good. I think around when the hour was up, I was like, and I have to like go back into isolation. Well, I just, just do kind of a power in this, hour. Yeah. Maybe I'll do a power hour and then head home. Yeah, girl. You know what it is? It's the like, it's not being at the party that I'm dreading. It's the getting ready when I could just be on my couch. It's that feeling of like I could couch or I could put on makeup. 
I say couch. First of all, you're naturally Gorgina, so you could literally roll up in like a garbage bag and they'd be like, who is this lass, this fair young lass? No, there's no lass. It's me, bitch, it's Jamie. Okay, well, I appreciate appreciate that you support that. But Wait, I have another raised hand. Okay, raise the hand is up, yep. Okay, well, also, James... Mm. I'm going to give two pieces of conflicting thoughts. Oh, okay. number one, if you work You're really hard, character. Yeah. I'm like you literally just don't pin me down. No, who knows? Who knows what's coucin Well, I feel like if you're really tired and you need to just be on your couch, then I would do that and not feel bad. But as long as it's not going to depress you. Yeah, that's the thing. There's a fine line between relaxing and despair. Well, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> like a fine line between relaxing and doing the exact same thing a depressed person does or what I have done when I am depressed. Wait, Jamie, you're like, am I eating these Cheetos in bed in an empowering way or in a very sad way? Like, is this like vacation eating or like, uh, you know, cry for help eating? It's a really fine line. Well, when you're like sitting, honestly, like the couch... The ca- a couch takes on many meanings. Is the couch become your only true friend? Well, it's kind of my best friend right now. That and Dennis, the dog. Well, honestly, that hurts my feelings. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Rose, but you've been demoted. A- Listen, you're not. You're made of skin. You're not made of corduroy. I don't know what to tell you. Yes, and I do have a corduroy couch, and it is gross, and we do need to replace it. Listen, Jamie. Not everyone is a shabby, chic, inanimate object. Okay. <laughs> It's just that my couch doesn't talk back <laughs> when I, I sit on it. Again, I don't what know what I'm saying. What if I came to your house in the middle of the night and just like like ripped up your couch because I was jealous? I would probably just like sit on the like <laughs> exposed fuzz, honestly, at this okay, point. I'd, I'd be like, be- I don't have time to fix this. I got to I gotta sit on this. When's the light at the end of the tunnel of this workload? Um, January. Mother F. Yeah, we're working up until the holiday and then we, yeah. Okay, it's gonna, I it's literally just the way hope it is. that in January you go to like Ibiza for like I, three weeks. Oh my God. I just want like a sensual lisp. That's all I want. My job ends in early January too. Can we go to wink, Ibiza? Wink. Let's just go somewhere that's like expensive and relaxing. Oh, I would absolutely love it. That's I, all I do, by the way. So I deleted Instagram temporarily from my phone just to like a little take a little brisek. And I've been watching shows on Netflix and then my new scroll habit. It's no longer Instagram. It's just looking at hotels on Yelp and on hotels tonight and just like dreaming about vacations. Let's come up with a horny little lesbian weekend with the lesbian trip together. I love that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's have something to look forward to in Jan. Here, here. Okay. To Jan. To Jan. Well, I'm happy to see you, and I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're here. Me too. I know, and I'm glad that you're so happy. That makes me really happy. I know I Thanks. sound... I'm losing my edge, and like I don't you're really not have artistic your ideas edge. anymore. No, but. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, you're not that settled. Like, you're still an artist. You I'm still, still have, erotic. Yeah, you still have... Yeah, there's a little salt and pepper yeah, of self-hatred yeah, yeah. No, still. I mean, yeah. We the paella is still a little spicy. Yeah, there's still some muscles in that rice, so uh, I know I know she's Jamie. in there. Okay, Jamie, I just have to say something. Oh my God, we're holding hands now. You there's a lot of hand work. Skylar knows this. Our a lot of hand work Anna in this episode. This. Our listeners know this. I love you. I love you. I'm, I'm happy. so happy we do this podcast together. Me too. No, truly, like, like a hug. it's like saving my life. Girl. <laughs> Jamie As was... I burst into tears. No, everything's great, and <laughs> this episode is great. Speaking of greatness, they get better and better. And this was written by <sighs> Jenny Bix, girl. Oh, it was. Oh my god! She Shout lives out in to LA Jenny and Bix. we know her, and yet she has not wanted to be on the podcast. She will. We'll work it out. If We're gonna we work it out. Bring our stuff to her. She'll do it. Yeah, I think that's the move. I think so we just we have need to, to like, do that. Get a little m- mobile when mic, and yeah, yeah, we'll fix it. Okay, Jamie, okay. kick us off. All right, season two, episode nine of Sex in the City. This episode is called 
Old Dogs, New Dicks, and the episode opens with a montage of New York's best-looking women and the men who leer at them, including dun 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 Mr. Big, even when he's arm-in-arm with Carrie. Not cool, man. That was very triggering for me to watch. I, I hate when people, men, men do that. It's the worst. Miranda is in the middle of falling hard for Steve. I love Steve! When their work schedules throw a wrench into everything. Remember, she's a hotshot lawyer by day and he's a hotshot bartender by night. And together they have about three hours of overlapping consciousness to share. Their crazy schedules are exhausting, Miranda. Try as she does to make things work. Over at Charlotte's place, she started seeing Mike, a restaurant critic who gives their relationship a big thumbs up until she catches a glimpse of his penis foreskin and all red alert the man is uncircumcised and charlotte being of good northeastern stock cannot deal i mean charlotte can't deal with anything despite big's passion for checking out every woman that comes in his line of sight carrie heads to a romantic dinner with him however big kind of biffs it by lighting a cigar and disregarding a waitress's very reasonable request to put it out Excuse me, I'm sorry. Would it be okay if I smoke this? And please, let me preface this by saying I'd like to buy everybody a round of drinks. Apparently, the other patrons aren't bothered at all. I didn't have the guts to tell Big that he was actually kind of bothering me. Well, it's not like they're going to tell you the truth. No one's going to say to your face that they hate your cigar. Good. You are very arrogant. I thought that's what you liked about me. Maybe Big was right. Maybe we were at that inevitable point in the relationship when all those little things you loved about the other person become huge liabilities. And just then, a huge liability walked by. Hey! What? I... I hate that cigar. You told me right to my face. Also, one thing you didn't see is he puts it out when she says, I hate that cigar. Mm-hmm. Just because it's audio. So just in case you don't watch yeah, the episode. Yeah, and also the thing, yeah, he he also looked at a woman in case that wasn't clear. clear. Yeah. What did you think, James? Uh, well, it's interesting because we're getting to a place in their relationship where they really are in a relationship. It is no longer, I mean, it's still honeymoon period sort of because they like whatever have amazing sex all the time and it's still relatively new I believe this relationship um but like the cracks in the molding are starting to show a little bit and I think Carrie's not just like sort of enchanted with him in sort of a love bubble at all times I think she's like oh this is a real person who like does shit to annoy me or not to annoy me but that does annoy me there's so many things here. I was very triggered by this because I have not been with lots of guys who do this, but I have been with guys who have who have been aggressive checker outers of other women. Mm. And I think that used to really bother me. I'm not with somebody who does that now, but I think it's really disrespectful. I think there's a difference between if a woman walks into a room who's like ridiculous and boobs everywhere, it's fine to just like give a little look. But if you're looking at women a lot in front of your partner, I do think that's really rude. Yeah, no, I want I wanted to feel like my partner's wearing like a handmaid's tail bonnet with blinders and all they can see is like me and the stale fruit at the grocery store. <laughs> That's it. That's I mean, my fantasy. It's fine if it's like a little quick glance, but 
Have you ever been with somebody who like checked someone out in front of yeah. you? Yeah. One time I was on a date with a guy and he he said he saw a hot girl and he goes, oh, that is a sexy chick. And then he That's like psychotic. tried to cover and he goes, but I bet she's not funny. And I was like, Jamie. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's the lamest. You saved like, it. Yeah. Thanks no. for calling me funny. Wow. Just what a sweetie pie. Yeah. Which is whatever a girl wants to hear is how funny they are in comparison to the hot chick. And yeah. You're like what? Yeah. I mean, like you're going to be attracted to other people or whatever. And if you can do a quick glance, but like the egregiousness of Biggs checking out, like Biggs, like turning his his head yeah that's like extremely disrespectful yeah there's also like um it's interesting because uh my in-laws they have a very lovely marriage and my father-in-law like worships my mother-in-law um but he very openly will see like see a girl on tv and be like oh it's a beautiful girl and and my mother-in-law seems not bothered by it Mm. i've noticed that too with like other people in my family who have pretty good relationships like my aunt and uncle and i'm like I don't know Is if it's it a okay? general, like, right. it might be like a generational thing or maybe like a Northeastern thing. Honestly, I don't know the source of it, but there is something when you've been with someone a while where it's like you can say things like that and your partner is not going to be like, how dare you? Because it's like the relationship is just so secure that you're like, oh, I, I can Listen, speak freely because they no one holds a candle to you, my and wife. You and your partner at a dinner party and a man or woman walked in that was like ridiculous model beefcake. You could be like, oh, my God, obviously. Of course. If you want to just say like, but I do think even if you've been together for a long time, it's respectful and kind not to be like, what a dang babe. Like, yeah, well, and I also think that this is indicative of Carrie not trusting big period. She does not trust him. I also don't think it's kind behavior. He's not kind. He's he's not kind in a lot of ways. Right. But it is worse because I think the trust is not there. She is not in a place where she feels super secure with big. So I think that this is bothering her even worse. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, because I have a close friend who is in a good marriage who used to have a major jealousy problem in all of her relationships. Yeah. And her current husband also like not in a crazy way, but like if a hot girl walks in the room, he'll clock her. But she like in the past, she would like pick a fight about it or like make it a thing. And she's like, yeah, he's completely in love with me. He just it's he's not even registering. It's just like a weird hormones and it just rolls off her back. Yeah. Um. So I think you're right. I think part of it is that there's such little faith in big. I also think the big is so self-centered that it's just another example of just not being like, oh, what would be nice to do for my girlfriend? Like, yeah. You he know? kind of like takes what he wants. Yeah, it sort just of has to adjust to him. Yeah, and which is what this whole episode's about. Exactly, and like it's ju- it's also we're coming off of him making this like big ridiculous scene in the restaurant about his cigar and like which kind was of so douchey. He also kind of flirts with the waitress. He's like, "Can I smoke this in here?" And she's like, "I can't let you do that." Like yeah. she kind of has this like she has the hots for him. Yeah, they have the hots for each other, and then he's like putting on this show, going up to everyone in the restaurant, and it's just like. Man, like, you just feel entitled to everything all the time. But you know what? He does bring up a good point, which is, like, that's why you like me. It's like, if you're dating a rich, tall, white, Wall Street guy, the reason you like him is because he swings his dick around and you go to the best restaurants. So it's like, that kind of stuff is what makes you like him. So it's also on Carrie. But I think the ultimate takeaway from this behavior and the biggest sign of the relationship not being good in my analysis is not that he checks out women, is not that he acted arrogant in the restaurant. 
To me, the biggest indication of this is not a healthy relationship is that when something bothers her, she doesn't feel safe to say it. She lied and said it was her cigar. She's been keeping things. And like, I do have to say, like, if you're scared to tell your partner how you feel because you think you might like they might like ditch you or like. I can't pretend I have to pretend there's no problems because I have to be a cool girl. Like that's a really bad sign for your relationship. Yeah. I, the one thing I like about the dynamic they have and the way she does confront him and they, they do this in a lot of episodes is she will hold it in and then she does end up letting it out. It just takes like a couple of tries. Yeah, that's true. That's relatable. And I think that that is relatable. And I also, I like that as just in terms of writing, I like that as a character choice of like, she will, she will spill the beans about how she feels. It's just not going to be her first her first approach. Her first approach is going to be like holding it in, which I think is relatable. That's I think a true. lot of people try to like sit on the thing and then it comes out and, and explodes. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. And it's like most of us, I think it also depends on how comfortable you are with your partner. If you have excellent communication with your partner, yeah. like one thing I really like about Lee yeah. is like, He's not perfect. I'm not perfect. But I I have a sense that if anything bothered me... You could say it. I could say it and he would change. Because I've already said things to him and he's already... And it. I don't feel like I would like hold it. And, yeah. And um, yeah, so, so I agree with you. But I also think if you have a really empathetic partner, you might not feel so like you have to hold things. Totally. Yeah. And I, yeah, yes. Um, But I do think it's relatable. And I think in most of my previous relationships, I always did. And I think part of the reason I did is I didn't feel safe and secure. And I didn't feel, I think part of the reason she's holding this is she's having insecurity. Like, is it like unsexy for me to be jealous? Is it, am I asking too much yeah. to, to not want him to check out other girls? And I don't think she fully trusts that it's like a reasonable request. I also think that the the scene where he is, you know, whatever, he's doing this big show with the like, is it okay if I smoke in here? Can I smoke the cigar in here? It. I think that it it's making her feel even more insecure watching him do that because I think... I don't know if this was intended, but I think a piece of her watching that is like, oh, this man really doesn't belong to me. He doesn't even belong to me on this date. He's up. He's talking to people. He's like putting on this show that really has nothing to do with me. It's just about him and his cigar. And it did feel a little bit like a metaphor for like, just sit down and be with me. Like, who are you entertaining? Like, it's us. Like, I'm ready to just be the two of us. And you're kind of making the rounds. Yeah, I think what you're saying is very is sort of the theme of the episode, which is like, and listen, if you're listening to this and you're dating a guy like this, it's like you have to know that you're dating someone and he's going to be the star of the show. I mean, the whole episode. That's it. He's a, he's the star of the show, which I think would make Carrie feel insecure, especially because she's also a star. She is a star. But in this relationship, she, she is, is not shrunken. She's shrunken. Yeah. OK, let's hit it. Girl. OK, so meanwhile, Charlotte shares another romantic evening with Mike, who reveals that he's going to take the skinless plunge and get circumcised after all as an adult. Congratulations on your upcoming surgical procedure, Mike. One of the funniest and most outrageous plot lines we've dealt with. 
Back with Steve and Miranda, they're still struggling through their different routines. She's asleep when he's awake. He wants to cuddle when she wants to go to spin class. It's a mess. Miranda and her girls head to an evening of drag bingo, which is so cute, by the way, where Miranda gets to unload her relationship stress. Finally, Miranda has relationship stress I to know. unload. Here, here. I really like him, but this morning thing is killing me. It's bad enough that we've never done it at night, but after we do it in the morning, he just wants to lie there with me. Everyone wants a guy who wants to cuddle. Oh, 33, ladies. Shit. Well, I'm jealous. Big won't even spend the night at my place. You know, what you have is real intimacy. It's bed arrest. I've been horizontal all day, and I had errands to do. I miss spinning. You don't have to spin if you're having sex. B12! How about N23? I don't know why I play this. I never win. Why do I have to be the one to change my routine? Well, maybe because you really like the guy, and it wouldn't kill you to slow down a little. No, Miranda's right. Why is it the woman that always has to change, and never the guy? Because we are more I love morning sex. I haven't done morning sex since I was in college, and then it was only because I didn't have to be in class till 11. Well, maybe you guys should come up with a schedule or something. A sex schedule? Very romantic. Yeah, surprise him at the bar wearing nothing but a trench coat and a smile. Well, now that would be a happy hour. (laughs) How fun is their friendship? It's the best. Also, Miranda looks very sexy in this scene because she has a red scarf around her neck. Oh, my God. I did not notice. <laughs> I love that you're flagging that detail. Well, it's like as soon as she starts having sex, you see like, yeah. think, like her She's hair like, gets a little yeah. spikier. <laughs> it stands up. It's like when a cat's scared. It's like her hair yeah, is like erections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a fuzzy cat tail. Um, this makes me happy because me honestly, too. up until this point, Miranda's been the one who's like, boys don't like me. I hate nobody like wants me. Nobody wants to have a threesome with me. Yeah. So I'm, fi- I'm glad she's finally getting hers. Yeah. And they have, I would say, of all the, the sex that is had on this show, Miranda and Steve's sex looks so hot. It seems like they're having a great no, time. No, they have a great chemistry. Like, he knows how to pleasure. I love this relationship so yeah, much. Yeah, no. I love, like, what he lacks in sophistication he makes up for and, like, just being a great lay. And worshipping her. Yeah, he's obsessed with her. Jamie, do you want to give us a little Steve impression? Because it's pretty stinking good. Mine? Oh, I don't even remember. What do I do? Just say anything in his oh voice. My God, here, I'll pretend to be. I'll pretend to be Miranda. Steve, you got here so late. I'm like exhausted already. Oh, I was at the bar. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that is what he sounds like. I thought I was in the room with Steve just now. Oh, I'll try and do a Get Miranda back impression. In bed. I want to cuddle. Yeah. That's good. Okay, is this Miranda? Oh, I mean, Steve, it's like I uh, I just like uh, I have so much to do. Oh my god. That wasn't very good. I loved it. I have so much to do. It was really goofy. Oh, I loved it. Well, Get basically, what do you think about this idea of I'll make you a cocktail? That's exactly what he sounds is it? like. Okay, yeah. good. I might need you to record that so I can use it for myself later. Oh yeah. You you have a giant hard on for Steve. Do you know why? Why? Because he seems like the nicest guy on the show. Oh, totally. That's why I like him. I don't think he's he's cute. But the thing that I like about him is he's so nice to Miranda. He's such a good dude. He's just like salt of the earth. Good dude. Yeah, he's a great and dude. And there's no good dudes on the show. That's what I like about and him. And he's not afraid of her. That's what I love. He's like. He's a solid guy. It's like Big has all the money and the status, but Steve actually is a solid guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He also, yeah, he just doesn't seem, he doesn't seem threatened by Miranda, which I love. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of is like, you think you're an alpha? You make a lot of money? Come here, baby. Yeah. He's like, I'll eat you out and change your mind. (laughs) 
That's amazing. That's kind of his vibe. It's totally his vibe. It's also very... It's very like, get over here, you. They have such a great relationship, too, because Miranda's such a, like, curmudgeonly Eeyore, and she's just like, everybody get away from me. She's she's funny because she's, she's like a very realistic type of person who's like, no guys like me and no one's in love with me. But then anytime a guy's like, hi, she's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, she's such a push-pull. Like, <laughs> That's so true. She's so mean to guys, but then she, like paints her toes in the dark and she's like well I guess I'm just ugly and it's like Miranda you're so mean to guys that like yeah. you you basically like bully them yeah and it's so, true and and uh, I guess Steve's the only guy who's like I see through this red you know yeah oof I love that you called her red yeah. So what do you think about the changing routines? It seems like the girls are saying that women tend to change themselves more for men than the other way around. What's your thought on that? Yeah, I mean, I I hate it. I don't understand. Do you think that's I, true? I hate, I do you hate, agree? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that I have a, a strong take. I just I hate the the whole sentence. Like, yeah, like you can't change a man. It's like what? Why? <laughs> Why? Why is that? Why can you not change a man? This is what I think. I think you can't change anyone. I think people have to want to change. But I think you if you have a partner who is open minded and flexible and um, open to change, then yes, that's my point. It's like, well, if people are open to change, I don't think it's like, hey, like you're an introvert, become an extrovert. I don't think it's like anybody can come in and manipulate your, you know, the personality that's sort of been like beaten into your bones since you're a kid. Like there's some things that are just fundamentally you. But when you're in a relationship, there is so much compromise. So I would hope that a man would change and I would hope that a woman would change. I would hope that everybody would do a little bit of wiggle rooming. Of course. I think what they're kind of getting at here is um, sort of a... Oh, yeah. By the way, this doesn't apply necessarily to what we're talking about. I'm just saying in general, I hate the notion you can't change a man. Yeah. I mean, I think my reaction to that is like, you can't change anyone. Like, for example, if there's somebody close to you in your life who's dangerously overweight, you can't be like, you have to do this. They have to decide to change. Or somebody who's an alcoholic. It's like, uh, or if you have a partner that you wish would stop checking out women. Some people are open to change and some people aren't. And I think that there's this gendered thing of like, you can't change a man is coming from a stereotype that may be true, that maybe men are a little more self-focused than women just because women are socialized to be a little more aware of other people's feelings and making sure everybody feels okay. Oh, that's definitely what it is. Yeah. So I think maybe what this is getting to is like men are socialized, like to get what they want, be who they are. Yeah. And so maybe because not all guys, obviously tons of great men and male partners do change, but I think they're talking about a certain type of guy, like big who has every privilege in the world. He has yes. handsome privilege, tall exactly. privilege, white privilege, rich privilege, and he's just used to getting everything. So He's kind of a deeply self-centered person that doesn't think about like, well, this is comfortable for me. And if it's not comfortable for somebody else, then like, I want to smoke a cigar in this restaurant. And that's because that's what I want to do. And I don't really care if other people. Well, also, yeah, I think that women are, I mean, again, not not in a healthy relationship, but women typically are taught to like kowtow to their, yeah, yeah, to their man. And uh, that like the guy just kind of gets to do his thing. And then the woman has to adapt accordingly. And um, yeah, I, I think that I hate that Charlotte says 
That's because what did she say? Because women are more adaptable. Is that what she says? I think it's women have been socialized to be more. What adaptable. What does she say though? Does she say more adaptable? She does say. Yeah. yeah I'm just like, adaptable. no, women are told they have to be more adaptable and that's, uh, chin up and smile yeah, yeah i mean i'm sorry but yeah that like really bothers me when charlotte says that i'm like no charlotte women think about think of <laughs> whose side are you on charlotte like <laughs> well yes and I, I, think, I don't know i think it's indicative of carrie's in an imbalanced relationship where yes. it's crazy to date someone for a year and yet they've never slept over your house there's something imbalanced about that well he likes his bed i mean Carrie is in a completely unempowered relationship where she has changed her life to be accommodating to him. Yeah. And she doesn't make waves and she doesn't pressure him because she's so scared he'll disappear. And it's like, yeah, you could be like, men never change. But I think the subtext is I'm in a relationship where I don't feel comfortable saying what I want. And so I'm just going to be like, men are like this instead of being like, Carrie... You yeah, it's need like to, it's like yeah, it's conveniently inconvenient. It's yeah. like, oh, that's just that's just men. It's God, like men. But, but imagine a world where you didn't have to blame men and they were just more willing to be on your team. Or and, you were with and, a partner who was yeah, less selfish exactly. who said, Hey, maybe my bed is nicer, but because I love you, I'm gonna come to your house. Exactly. Which is what like a nice yeah. normal guy Compromise, would do. accommodation. Yeah. These are things in healthy relationships. I think that they are projecting really outdated attitudes here and it's this idea of Men have all the power. We just are hoping to get married, so don't make any waves. I think right. it's a really unempowered vibe. Yeah, it's, it is a bummer. Um, and if Rose, you... Oh, yeah. yeah. Go oh, ahead, no, you. I was going to say, uh, are you pro-cuddling? I'm obsessed with cuddling. Yeah. But not... I love cuddling. I love touching. I love scratching arms. All of that. But when it comes time to sleep, you have to be a mile away from me. Yeah. I cannot sleep in a cuddle, but I love cuddling. What about you? I I can sleep in a cuddle if it's cold in the bedroom, mm-hmm. but I don't typically. I, I, I'm I all temperature based. If it's hot, get the fuck away from That's me. That's fair. If it's cold, get over here and be a human rug to Do me. you like cuddles? Yes, I like cuddles. I don't disagree with Miranda, though, about the morning routine. I think in the beginning... It can be kind of cute, which is why I'm surprised that Miranda isn't kind of just like enjoying this period. Like maybe she could be slightly more like, all right, fine. I don't have to get up at like 6 a.m. I can get up at 615 or whatever it is. Um, But I do understand that feeling of like want being like, well, I wanted to go to the gym. I wanted to do all these things like I like my days to have some regimen to them. And I could see um, I could see being like, all right, this is like cute, but like get the fuck out. I got to like go do my thing. It's kind funny because I think sometimes it depends on number one your personality type and she's a person who gets a lot done her days are busy and her weekends you know which I understand too I have like a yoga class on 945 on Saturday I love to take I get it but I do think there's something about like the beginning honeymoon of a relationship where like you let a couple things go in the service of which is why it's funny that's why this storyline is funny because she's not even doing that it's literally been like two weeks and she's like oh god all he wants to do is cuddle but I do think there's something really hilarious about how unsentimental she is no it's amazing and this this by the way this behavior shows up much later on when she goes on her honeymoon uh, with Steve and they go to the woods and she tries to like sneak out into the woods to call Carrie and they think it's because it's like about the baby Brady when he's born um, Then and then she's like no I just wanted to like talk to someone I'm so sick of laying in bed with Steve like I gotta get out I gotta move <laughs> it's and it's so, so funny. funny yeah I mean there's something really I can't cute wait to talk about, about that. like 
it's kind of funny and cute about like, you know, there's so many different ways to love and be loved and be in love. And there's like the movie way, which is like, it's perfect. The person that you're with, you don't see any flaws, which is really damaging because then in real life when you're like, oh, I love this person, but there's flaws. People are like, oh, no, is this the wrong thing? Like, there's so many wrong yeah. things that I kind of like that Miranda's like, yes, I'm attracted to this guy and I like him very much, but I still want to get up and do my thing because I'm like, I actually think the healthiest version of a relationship is where you enjoy the other person. Person, but they're not your the air you breathe and the water Agreed. you drink. I actually you still she strangely has like a pretty health. I mean, she's being hyper cynical for comedic purposes here, but I do love that she's, she's like, got her own life. She's independent. I got my own life. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's healthy. Yeah, me too. Also, like in a new relationship, there is sort of like this unspoken like foreplay adjacent thing that happens where it's like I gotta go to class or I gotta go to whatever. I gotta run my errands. There's something nice about being like like apart from them because it's like you like are dying to see them. So there's something nice about being like, get out of my bed. And then like you go and take the spin class and the whole time you're just like thinking about them. Like there's like a cute, like sort of distance makes the heart go absence makes the heart grow stronger. But like when the heart is already growing strong for someone and there's absence added, it's like very steamy. That's true. Yeah. All right. A little steamed dim sum place in my pants all of a sudden oh my god pork Hot shrimp mixed buns. dumpling don't mind I? if i do also what do you think of morning sex yeah i prefer prefer i'm tired at night oh I 10 get that. p.m rolls around yeah you're Wrap right me in a little blanket burrito and ship me to bed yeah no that's true i have more energy in the morning yeah same i yeah i, I it is yeah it's definitely like beautiful morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like at night i'm like Ooh, yeah. You know, it'd be so hot if, if like, you I turn this way and you away. turn that way, and then we both snoozle oh into the God. night. Snoozle. <laughs> okay. So the Core Fours round of bingo wraps up with Samantha meeting Samantha, formerly known as Brad. He's a former hockey player and current drag queen who got their name from Samantha Jones. That's right. Ex-girlfriend Samantha inspired current drag queen Samantha. There's honestly a lot going on with it, but we are happy for all of the Samanthas. Interesting. There's not really much of a Samantha story in this. It's bizarre. Carrie ends the night back at Biggs, who she gets into an argument with because he still won't give her a key to his place. They head to bed, but instead of having sex, he pushes her off the bed onto the ground while he's sleeping. She reacts by slapping him in the face. He yells at her and heads to the couch for the rest of the night, prompting her to finally say what's on her mind. You know, that it bothers her that he made a big deal about the cigar, the checking out the other women and him literally not having room for her. And although she's frustrated with her situation, Miranda isn't about to give up on Steve. She pounds about a pot of coffee to stay up for when he gets off work. When Steve shows up, however, he immediately passes out, leading to a blow up after which Steve takes off. Mike and Charlotte get down to celebrating his newly exposed self, but... Post-sex, he reveals that he didn't go to the extreme length of getting circumcised just for her. A week later, Charlotte finally got her chance to break in the new merchandise. What do you think? It's perfect. It was like her birthday and Christmas rolled into one. You realize this makes me a virgin? It does? I'll be gentle. Is that how it works? (laughs) 
was really wonderful. It was. A five. So what do you want to do Saturday night? Saturday? Did we have plans? No, but I thought maybe we could go to this drama league benefit or we could, you know, go low-key and stay in a rent video. Oh, Charlotte. Hang on. Listen, I don't think I'm ready for this to be, you know, like a big thing. A big thing? Why? I just feel like I can't be tied down right now. There's a whole new me happening. I feel like I should get out there and share it. You want to share your penis? Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like I owe it to myself to take the doggy out for a walk around the block. You know? Charlotte never saw Mike again. She realized you could take the Sharpay out of the penis, but you could never take the dog out of the man. That's a really bizarre... So, what? <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, Carrie. <laughs> Good one. Sharpay out of the penis, but you can't take the dog out of the man. Of okay. all of the fucking storylines, I can't think of a wilder episode. It's amazing. I mean, adult circumcision, it had to come up at some point on the show. Also, the fact that she was like, yeah, it kind of bothers me. And he's like, I'll change it. Yeah, it's like, I'll it's go your get a surgery. penis, yeah, you it's psycho. It's penis, yeah. And also, it's like... Uh, I think I've read that like the foreskin of an uncircumcised penis adds more pleasure. So I it's like you're gonna say like rich in nutrients. <laughs> it's really rich in nutrients. <laughs> no, but it's like taking off a piece of your clit. Like it adds more sensation. So that's like a really weird thing to do because you're used to get like the the reason that there's a lot of debate about whether you should circumcise your son's penis or not is that it's like taking off like good pleasurable nerve endings. Yeah. So I think that's like a wild ask. Yeah. Did she ask him or did he just volunteer it? I think it? he volunteered it and then she was like, well, if you want to, like, I don't think she discouraged. Also, like, how insecure do you have to be to, like, mutilate your genitals? Yeah. I mean. I mean, women get, like, labiaplasties yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And also, yeah. I've only been with one guy with an uncircumcised penis. Oh, how was that? I mean, it was new because I had never done it before. And so... It wasn't bad or anything. It wasn't like ugly or gross. It was just, I kind of felt like I, like I was, uh, it was so long ago. Flashlight. Oh, okay. No, (laughs) but just that I wasn't like, like when he said, oh, it's like I'm a virgin. I kind of felt like I was a virgin to giving hand jobs and blowjobs because I just didn't know how to deal with it. It's a little different. Have you dealt with it? You know, it's weird. At first I was like, I haven't, but then. I guess I have, and I don't know whose. Do you remember it? Or do you remember the well, feelings you I had about, like... I definitely remember, yeah. Yeah, it must have been, like, a hookup that was clearly very unforgettable. Um, <laughs> or for- forgettable. Oh, whatever. Jokes. Whatever. If you have the... Um, uh, but I remember the feeling of the... Fo- like, the foreskin felt like... Yeah, like, there was, like, a flashlight, Or almost like it was, like... Like wrapped lube, in a, yeah. Like the foreskin felt like it was assist, like it, there was an assist on the hand job a little bit, like it, it helps. slides easier. So that part I appreciated because hand jobs are a GD nightmare. If we're being honest, you know it's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, is it like there's all these because because um, you know I have a very close friend with a small baby, and her and her husband were debating about whether or not they wanted oh. to circumcise their son yeah and they decided not to 
And they just like did a lot of research and they're like, there's really no reason. They say it's cleaner, but they're like, if you know how to like wash your dick, you'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, it's like, like visually cleaner, I which don't know. is fucked up to say. Yeah, maybe. Because it's like, yeah, I don't know. I but, remember in high school there, I met this French foreign exchange student and I was like kind of into him. And then I remember he told me he was uncircumcised and I was like a little weirded out. And I didn't even know what, an, I didn't know what an uncircumcised penis looked like. I, so I was just judging him based on him telling me that. And I'm like thinking about it now. I'm like, that was so fucked up that you judged him. Yeah. I never hooked up with him. I, I was think, scared. You know what? It's like anything is learnable, right? Totally. I just think, God, Charlotte is so judgmental. I guess my question is, now that I'm really unpacking this, when, okay, so they're like, okay, but you can't tell when it's hard. So it's like, where does the skin go when it's hard? I think it moves down. Like towards the ball. Do you know anything about this, Skylar? Does yes. it like... Do you know a lot about this? I do know a lot about this. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it simply moves down. Yeah. So when you're making love to someone with an uncircumcised penis, the foreskin just moves out of the way. Essentially, yeah. It just like retracts. Okay. It's like a very simple oh. yeah. It's All a right. simple thing. Yeah. It's like it's like a, a viewing screen at the movie theater. If you had a son, would you circumcise him or not? No. I wouldn't. Because of the extra nerves and pleasure, then you don't want to rob him of that? It is so barbaric. It, it also feels like a strange decision. But also decision. Jews do it so much, so I'm like, I'm so used to hearing about it. So yeah, anyway, sorry, go ahead. No, it just it just feels like a strange decision to make for another person. It is too. wild. Like, it's just a, a big call to make that affects a person's entire life. Yeah. And you make it right when they're an infant, it's like, seems real bold. And even like it not, is wild it is kind of genital mutilation oh 100 percent. but we're so used to it because we're like ah it's a bris it's a you know it's like we the, the moil and there's all these things where you're like if i had as a, a jewish son, person you're like so used to hearing about it would you circumcise your son i guess but i don't just have a tradition? great reason for it yeah I'd have to i think never about really it. thought about it i think it's a lot to think about it is and it's also like <laughs> i mean this show the way the show penis shames is... It's, it's kind of wild. It is pretty unapologetic, and it does it does provide a lot of humor. Like, this storyline yes. is fucking hilarious. The funny thing about it is, I like, mean, the fact that he, like, like she, like, goes to, like, kiss him, and it, like, hurts. I mean, it's wild. And he's, like, on the street being like, it's fine, it's fine, I'll be fine. Like, that kind of stuff is so funny. But there is a, there is a theme of penis shame on this show. Yeah, and also it's like it seems like the subtle message is like, if you're not circumcised, you're a freak, which is not nice and not true. And there's tons of people that aren't. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if you have a baby boy. Is it just like a thing they bring? I don't know. I don't know. It's I, a, just I, a choice yeah, parents have to make. Yeah, but so many people make it, and I wonder what they're, where that's coming from because it is strange. Like, I mean, I'm not a parent, but like. When, like, I think that when you have a kid, from what I've heard, it's like they're an extension of your body. Like, it's literally like, oh, like. You've heard that? It's true. Y what do you mean? Like, oh, no, I mean, like, uh, I meant, like, a limb. Like, right, they right. feel like they're part you care of so you. Much, yeah. It's like a limb is, like, on the outside of your body yes, now. Yes, I think that's true. So I can't imagine being like, yeah, like, go ahead and do Chop that. Chop it up. Like, like yeah. it, is, it is crazy, especially, like, any kind of pain caused to your kid. Like, even when you have to, like take your infant to like get a shot like you're like oh like i hate that the kid's gonna cry like you're so 100%. sensitive no, to the baby so, so it is strange to like be like go for it 
But then in the Jewish culture, it's like, and you have a bris and you have a thing and it's like everyone gathers around and there's all this like dick focus in Jew culture. You know what? That's 100% true. And I don't know why I'm so passionate mm-hmm. about like not letting my son not have the full range of his orgasms or whatever. But I do think that the pleasure thing is a big deal because mm. like imagine cutting off a piece of your daughter's clit. That's cuckoo. All of it's cuckoo. Yeah. Um, and also, God, can you imagine if that was like a thing like like when a girl's born, they're like, do you want her to have like her full labia? You'd be like, get the fuck out of my face. Of course. It's like, oh, well, you know, if 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 you cut it off, it'll be easier for her to wash. You'd be like, just wash it anyway, you <laughs> fucking ding dong. The washing <laughs> argument is actually hilarious. It's just like, it's, I feel I, like it's I'm, crazy. I've always thought that was crazy. It's bullshit. It sounds insane. I also think that like. Also, bodies are so dirty. Like what? Like that is not going to be the make or break. Like bodies need to be washed no matter what. It's also We're like disgusting creatures. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love this episode. I wouldn't want to change it. I think it's so funny that. But the equivalent of like her being like, was there a scene of them hooking up originally? And then he yeah. was uncircumcised and yeah. she stopped touching him. Yeah. She was like, oh, oh, I just wasn't. Isn't that what she does? She's like, yeah. Oh, I just wasn't. Mm. Yeah. She has like a real reaction to it. And then she brings it up. There's like the first all four conversation is literally just about the whole reveal that he has foreskin. I but, will. But in yeah. the sexual encounter, did she shame him and like not want to touch it and stuff? No. There, it's implied that it's like implied. that. Turned her off. Yeah, because that's what ends up being like most of what that next. He basically he doesn't he say like I've gotten this response a lot or something. He said something to that I effect. Think, again, this is a comedy. It's a really funny storyline. But in the real world, that would be a really mean thing to do to somebody. Which is also why it, it's actually like written kind of well though, just in terms of like this is an insane plot line. Right, right. But uh, when he does like tell her that he's gonna go ahead and do it, he's like, I've gotten this response a number of times in my life. I've I've had shame about it. I'm going to do it. Like it's, yeah. it, it's him Feels making real. the decision about yeah. his own body rather than like Charlotte being like, well, maybe. Right. No, it's true. But I still think that like we all bring so much vulnerability and insecurity to the bedroom. Yes. And I, I mean, yes. I'm just thinking if I had something that made me insecure to have someone be like, yikes, yeah. like that's mean. <laughs> you have to be sensitive to people's bodies. It's really yeah. intense. I think that, um, yeah, I think that the main I I don't know, I'm just kind of like putting this hypothesis together now, but it does feel like on this show that there is like a tie between toxic masculinity and dick size shape type and it feels like it's almost like the one. Well, first of all, a lot of gay men wrote on this show. Yes, and which Michael you, Patrick King yes, was like basically exactly. The yeah. So you kind of, I wouldn't say that those voices aren't heard in in the way they joke about dicks. Right, right. Of course, um, it does feel like conversations I've had like with my gay friends. Right, of course, um, dick obsessed. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that part is there, but also not that all gay men are dick obsessed. Women are too. I wasn't not. trying to say that. No, 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 no. Um, <sighs> You heard it here first, but um, but also it does feel like the one thing women sort of have on men because I I think I've said this in earlier episodes, but like women are so judged for their bodies by society and criticized constantly that like dick shaming while it's cheap and not even necessarily indicative of how we really feel towards penises, it feels like a thing that we can use not not in a good way it feels like a a thing that we can attack yeah and it can really like it's a low blow literally it's a low blow it penetrates guys to their core and like stings 
because yeah. it's something that they can't control. And it's the one thing, not the one thing, but it's one of the few things that we can sort of like use as a jab, even if we don't mean it. Like you said, low blow. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I mean, and we I have feel talked like that's about what that. this, that's a lot of this writing to me. Yeah, we've talked about that a lot throughout this episode. And I think Jamie and I both experience a push pull of like, this is a hilarious comedy. It's super fun to watch. A lot of the storylines, especially around the men, are very outrageous, but also um, toxic to masculinity. And there's this idea that's like, well, men and society are shaming women all the time and breaking us down. Why can't we break down? Why can't yes. we break them down yes. and like reduce exactly. them? And that's not really empowering. That's just no, like the it's s- continuing the cycle. Yeah, it's it's more it's just more of the same. <laughs> or it's like sheep's in what is it the saying? Sheep in wolf's, wolf's clothing, clothing or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like female empowerment isn't being like that guy's dick is weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's like tricky. A, it's a tricky, it's tricky. I think, I think it's a complex issue uh, because so many of the storylines revolving around men's bodies end up being funny, but not to say that they aren't also damaging and reinforcing really negative uh, insecurities for men, you know? Absolutely. That's very well said. Thanks. Okay. So back to Carrie. Carrie worries her bold move of plainly stating her feelings to her serious boyfriend was too much until he finally shows up at her place, black eye and all, and explains himself. He likes his bed. He doesn't like her eating oranges in it. He actually says that. Carrie finds it kind of cute. And just like that, Carrie and Big are back to normal. Can we just say one thing about that? Because sure. we didn't have a clip from that. Oh, yeah. She explodes at him, right? Yeah. She explodes at him after she punches him in the face. And she just says, oh, yeah. Did we already talk about that? We're talking about her waiting, waiting, waiting and exploding. Yeah, she kind of oh, just. Yes. Yeah, I see. Oh, sorry. I didn't know what you were saying. We kind of yes, grazed totally. past that. But she kind of blurts out yeah, her feelings. She ends up coming clean and saying how she's been feeling. Yeah. And I actually think she was pretty lucid about it. And I think the thing that she said that was the best was like. Like, you literally pushed me out of bed. There's no room for me in your life. Right. This is a metaphor for everything I'm feeling. Yeah. So I think it's just useful to say that she finally said how she felt. Yeah. She always does. Yeah. She always does. She she always did did a good job. No, she she sits on things for like two or three beats and then she's like, ah, this is it. This is everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then in this instance, it kind of was a success because then he comes back to her and he budges an inch Mm -hmm. by sleeping over at her house. Yeah. It just is like all these victories are so hard won. I know. You know what I, I mean? <laughs> things wrap up with Miranda coming around to Steve's side on morning sex after he calls her to check out the blue moon. And honestly, it's a nice gesture. And there's not a lot funny to say about it because it's just nice for them. I truly love the Miranda Steve story. Yes. And it's nice to see Miranda being a little vulnerable and giving a man a little bit well, of slack. Well, also he calls her. He's like, look out your window. She goes, she looks at the moon. She's like, it's so beautiful. And then he's like, I just wanted you to see it. And then she's like, come over. So, so she, she comes around on his his uh, bartender schedule. And then she ends up being late to something the next oh, day. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cute. Okay. Now we are going to answer the question of the episode. Can you change a man? Hmm. You know how I feel. I went pretty hard on this already. Yeah, that's kind of the problem sometimes with these questions of the episodes because it's the theme that we hit again and again. Yeah. So we've kind of already well, answered it's it. Just, we'll just, you know, just to do make it summary? extra special clear. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not saying we shouldn't do it. I, 
I'm just. Oh yes, yes, yes. It, it, that in, wasn't in a the, critique of our own. Oh pod. no, no. Oh no, our pod's perfect. It's um, literally flawless. It's literally flawless. But um, yeah, I think that you. Yes, I don't like this. I don't like. Can you change a man? I don't. I don't believe in that. I think it's, um, you know, uh, just sort of a patriarchal nightmare. That that mentality. I'm with you. I'm just going to recap my little thing. This is Rose's relationship advice corner. Oh, cute. Men, women, gay, straight, non-binary, poly, whatever your deal is. If you want to be in a long, happy relationship, pick a partner that is open to change, has a growth mentality, and is not defensive. The first reaction is not to deny. Find somebody. They're not hard to find. There's a lot of people out there who are actively interested in being better, who are curious how other how you feel and want to improve. Uh, and I don't think those people are hard to find. You just have to find them. Yeah. And it's also within reason. Listen, you, you want to be with someone who who gets you, who gets your essence, who isn't trying to like shape you into this thing that you just cannot be. And I think that, um, you know, when you're in a healthy relationship, you know the difference. If someone is trying to push you into being someone that you just aren't or don't even want to be, then they're probably not the person for you. But if it's little tweaks here and there that make the relationship more considerate and uh, like just more... Yeah, I think consider it. And I think, I think it's right. okay. No, I think Jamie brings up a good point. It's one thing to be like, there's changeable things and non-changeable things. If somebody, you know, has a passion for playing music and wants to play music with their buddies three times a week, let them do that. That's not something you're well, going to be like, I'll beat them out of maybe it. Maybe the, the compromise is once a week. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe my no, example no, no. was that wildly was actually, bad. No, it was actually perfect. It was perfect because that is a healthy That's amount of change. That's you could change. Someone being like, I don't like fuck your music loving, then right. that probably isn't going to work. Let's talk about things you can change and things you can't change. Can you stop someone from smoking cigarettes? Yeah. I think you should try. I do too. What is something that you don't think you can really ask someone to change? Um, you can jump in, Sky. sort of like deep seated, like I would say like deep seated stuff from people's upbringing. I, I think that that comes maybe can d- shift with therapy, but I don't think that that is stuff that just goes away overnight. Like what? Um, like how someone was like raised to communicate love. I don't think that that's something like I think some people love in different ways and i mean again yeah. i you know i'm i find the whole like love language thing to be kind of annoying just because i hear about it so much but like, i love love language stuff. no i know it, it's actually helpful but i just hear about it a lot but i'm like you know i think that like that is true like if someone really doesn't speak your love language i i, I think that's going to be a tough that's a tough ask to you get them to, to sort of understand and speak your same language. I don't think that always happens. But naturally. I do think if you understand someone's love understanding language, understanding it is yeah. different. Changing yeah. it is maybe not the answer. What do you think, Skylar? I was just going to probably toss out like family things. Like it, it's mm-hmm. very hard to, for example, as a, as a thing that you realistically can't have somebody have a partner change. Like if they have complicated relationships with their parents, if they have like, but that's not a personality thing. Yeah. But how they deal with it is, you know, like how, like if they, if there was some like charged relationship with someone's mother or someone's father, and then they always, whenever like that person reaches out to them and they like freak they, out every time, 
Uh, that may not change. Exactly. Right. It could, and it could be connected to trauma. It could be connected to a whole host of things. And like, of course, the longer you're in a relationship, you can learn about those things and, and learn to meet your partner where they are on them. But like how changeable they are, I think is debatable. I think it's a good thing to talk about because I do think it's like if somebody's doing something that's really affecting their relationship or really hurting your feelings and it's a changeable thing, it's worth asking. But I think what we're all talking about is like there is a certain amount of letting go and not micromanaging and controlling someone that is also important. For example, if you're an extrovert, like when I go to parties, I love going to parties where I don't know a soul. I love schmoozing and making rounds. And I have a really good friend who likes to go to a party, sticks with exactly who she came with, oh, wow. doesn't meet anyone yeah. new and, and needs to be by my side. Mm. So I don't go to parties with her because it hurts her feelings when I bop around. So I'm not going to change her. She's not going to change me. Instead, it's like, like, I don't want to change. I like that about myself. Sure. Am I just a bitch? Did I just admit to being a bitch on no. the pod? No. I think that makes sense. If I'm you, the same way at parties. Party I don't, I don't me, like a, I don't like a together, clinginess. Come together, come apart, come together. Totally. I, I, I love a push-pull. I love a let's meet back up, let's separate. Let's meet back yeah, up, let's separate. Yeah, but if we want to just have a two-hour catch-up, let's just have dinner. Yeah, But agreed. what's the point? I have a friend that literally doesn't meet a single new person at no, a party. No, I don't like that. Well, then why are you at a party? No, I don't like that. <gasps> Fuck you. Also hard to do. I think it's hard if you're at a party to not meet new people. It's not hard. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's hard to not meet people well if your arms are crossed and you're staring guess, at the, yeah. staring daggers at the floor yeah 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 yeah. okay well james yeah sex and the city is a very horny show so we end each episode by sharing what we're currently horny for james what are yeah. you horny for right now um i'm horny for diagnosis on netflix i'm obsessed oh tell us everything it is the juiciest effing show um it is I would say not not your average medical show. Um, it's based on the New York Times column um, of the... I don't know what the column is actually Health, called. maybe? Probably. But anyways, it's this um, woman who uh, says, you know, she has different cases um, in her column. And it's people who are suffering from symptoms and they can't figure out what's wrong with them. And then they crowdsource and... Um, have different people write in and um, say like I think it might be this I think it might be this it's different doctors and all these people they see this information and kind of come to a diagnosis and it gives them a starting place and then it just it's it's just a really great like I like the narrative of the show I feel like most medical shows are always like surgery based and they're really graphic and I'm like I don't want to see like a scalpel going into flesh like it's so gross and I'm very squeamish um, but this is more about like what the person is going through and what their life is like being sick. And then they do get towards a diagnosis, which is really exciting. That's awesome. I can't wait to watch it's that. That sounds like something really I would really like. Good. It's really well done. And all of like Netflix unscripted shows are just like so elevated and they look great. And so it's like this beautiful watch in can't addition to, watch to a really great story. Really into it. Love that. Oh, what are you horny for? I'm really horny for my job right now. Oh, love that answer. Yeah. I'm, that is great. Yeah, I'm working on a, in a writer's room that's tons of women with a female showrunner. And I feel like I'm like living in a fantasy yeah. where I get paid to joke and make made up stories with funny, smart, nice people. Like what? I know. That's what so exciting. What is this? Is this real? Like no, that's the best feeling. It's a cuckoo job. Everybody yeah. is so nice. I love going to work. I walk to work. I wear whatever I want. I act like myself. 
And I don't take that for granted. I have had so many jobs where I couldn't be myself. I wasn't really using my skills. I didn't connect to the job or the coworkers. So this feels very um, special. And um, I'm really trying to savor every moment of it. That's great. You should. Yeah, I what think a it's dream. special, yeah. So good. You know, if you're out there and you hate your job and you have a dream, just keep working on it, working on it, because you might get it. And then when you do, it's so yummy. And it's worth it. Yeah. It's, uh, your job is a big part of your day. It's and so much as you, an adult. If you can help it, it's worth trying to find something that you enjoy doing, even if it's not your passion, but just having a good time at work is yeah. really good for your quality of life. Yes, agreed. I love that. As much as you can help it. Yeah, I think that's great. So that's my big horny. That's a great horny. And that is the end of our show. Also, may I say something? Yeah. I really appreciate you guys. I've noticed you guys have been doing more reviews on iTunes. I read them. They make us so happy. And also, Jamie and I have been kind of been stuck in super intense work bubbles. So we haven't been gramming quite as much. Yes, there's a lack of gram. I know. So we'll get to it when we can. But we love you from afar. And feel free to keep getting in touch with us. And uh, you guys are the damn best. You're the damn cats pjs bye thanks for listening to couldn't help but wonder follow us on twitter and instagram at chbw pod and follow my co-host rose cerno on insta and twitter at rose cerno and please follow my co-host jamie at really jamie lee on instagram and at the jamie lee on twitter and please rate review subscribe to our show on itunes stitcher or your favorite podcast app if you're nasty it helps us it helps you it helps everyone you're nasty bye, bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. And mastered by Anna Rubinova. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Pew, pew, pew.